I'm Nova. And I'm Ty. And welcome back to another episode of That's, that's tough. tough. That's, that's so, so tough. That's really tough. You know what's really tough? <laughs> Is that I just decided to make a poll on our Instagram story mm-hmm. about like mental health. Mm-hmm. And I realized that a lot of you guys are depressed. Like it was kind of sad. It made me really sad. And I feel we like we were our so concerned. Sis- yes, as your big sisters, we feel like we have to make a, a mental health episode. So this is what this episode is. As basically. your friends, we feel like you guys need some help. <laughs> you guys need a little navigation. Yeah. <laughs> I've been in my house yes. since, like, March. I've only left, like, three times. And I totally get where some of you guys are coming from. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I think corona has, like, a lot to do with it. I think that's why, like, everyone was voting so low on their mental health. Because, like, I get it, you know. it's COVID's It is a hard. tough time. Yeah, it, I've just been at home so much. I haven't been able to do a lot of things I want to do. I haven't been able to, like, mm-hmm. I haven't been able to, like, go to campus like I wanted to, like, and move out and stuff. So that sucks. But, you yeah, know. Yeah, same. I'm on a gap year, and I don't even want to do that. So. so it's been rough. And, like, we understand that it has, like, totally just ruined lives, really. So, like I like I said, I've been in my house for, like, the last, the whole year. Uh. <laughs> And I've barely seen anyone. Like, I haven't seen Nova in forever. And I just haven't (laughs) seen anyone at all. So I've had a lot of time to kind of, like, sit with myself and, like, think and, you know, work on myself, I guess. I remember, like, when um, COVID first happened, everyone was like, yeah, I'm just working on myself right now. Um, Mm -hmm. But I really did that. And I really took it seriously. Like, from May to August, I was like, oh, I'm going to stop doing all of these, like, indulgent things that I do. Um, and I'm going to really take the time out to think about myself and, like, where I want to be and, like, the type of person I want to be because me and Nova are getting old, you guys. We're, like, <laughs> entering adulthood and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was, like, really important to take this time out. And um, so, like, I might have I might have slipped up. I thought I was doing really good. I was, like, I haven't really been, like um, – as self-destructive and self-sabotaging this year as I usually am. I haven't, like, really had an episode or anything. But also, I've been in my house the whole time, so I don't know. But I almost passed out the other day. So I kind of – I don't want to say that I have an eating disorder, but I do have a history of just not really eating enough and not taking care of myself and just, like, obsessing over becoming skinny. And – it's like it's an it's a reoccurring issue and I've just gotten used to it which is so bad but Mm -hmm. like I'm like yeah I just die sometimes it's fine like it's whatever you know (laughs) like and it's funny because like I don't know like it's happened to me before and I've been by myself like I like would fall Mm -hmm. like on my bathroom floor and just like be dead for like 30 minutes it's okay like you'll snap back you'll you'll be able to (laughs) breathe soon or like um earlier last year I was like keto and I was like working out and I was really obsessed with that and I took things too far for like four months and so like every morning I would work out before eating and so I would be like I would die a little bit. I would have, like, a little pass-out moment, you know? But it would be Mm. really short. It would be, Mm. like, for five minutes, ten minutes here or there. So I didn't really think anything of it 
when it happened to me yesterday, so um, I was in the shower and I just like kind of, I felt it. I was like, oh, I can't stand up anymore. Like I have to go sit down. So I started to feel a little bit better and I was like, okay, I guess I should eat so I can like move on with my day. So I went downstairs and I couldn't stand up long enough to like eat. I had to like keep laying down. It's like my body wasn't able to like support myself and this is so funny because like earlier that morning my mom was like you look like you're gonna pass out and I was like whatever girl she called just tell me I look tired and leave (laughs) (laughs) but then I actually was for real passing out (laughs) like two hours later moms be knowing bro (laughs) they be knowing for real so I'm like passing out and keep in mind like I'm downstairs and I have a sibling so he's on like his zoom call with his class (laughs) and just in the background I'm just like falling on the ground every five (laughs) walking around like a zombie (laughs) bro yes these poor little children were probably like uh So eventually, um, my mom's like, enough's enough. Like, you're really embarrassing this man. Like, <laughs> so she like, um, she made me food and I couldn't even eat the food, you guys. I was so far gone. So um, I had to drink some juice and I was like better or whatever. But this brings up an important discussion. Um, taking care of yourself and like mental. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, it's okay to like mess up. But you can't you can't stay in that mindset. I had a very like avoidant way of dealing with emotions and that eventually catches up with you and it catches up with you very badly. If you have a hard time or if you have like a similar experience where you feel like you're not being heard or you like feel like people aren't able to see that you're like in pain, go to therapy. The first step go to therapy, sign up. There's this site called Seven Cups of Tea or something. And it's like free online Mm -hmm. therapy. And there's like a bunch of stuff. Or even if you like vent to a friend, you just really need to address Mm -hmm. those emotions. Otherwise, they're going to like, they're going to like, they're going to catch up. They're going to manifest themselves in a way that is unavoidable. And that's just something you have to do. So if you're, like, feeling down about quarantine or corona, talk to your friends about it. FaceTime someone about it. Go outside and go on Mm -hmm. a walk. Sometimes, like, touching grass or, like, just being in the sunlight can change and, like, reset your entire perspective on everything. So it's, like, Mm -hmm. really important to take time out and do those things. Or if you're someone like me and you kind of have, like, issues that come up, Um, this is a really good opportunity for you to kind of take some time away from social media, your phone, or like just things that you do a lot of, or things that, okay, things that can mess with how you think. There's a lot Mm -hmm. to say about like the music you listen to, the TV shows you watch, the things that you ingest, they, they do have an effect on what you think, um, how you think and how you see yourself. And so I like Mm -hmm. to take like two days where I just don't touch my phone at all. Sometimes I don't like touch any like technological devices. And I take two days to like really find myself Mm -hmm. and like rebalance and kind of level with myself and see where I'm at and see how I'm feeling and see what I need. And that's how I approach like my life. So I'm able to fill in the gaps of the things I need. So if those two days I realized like, hey, we haven't been talking to people as much and that's why we feel A, B, C, D, 
I will make an effort after those two days to start talking to people and reaching out or meeting new people. And, you know, that whole Instagram thing, like, we talked about that before. That was, like, episode two. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, like, it's true that, like, being on your phone too much, it's, like, brainwashing you and it's making you, it's conditioning you to think, like, different ways. So, yeah, sometimes you do just need a break. But personally, for me, going back to, like, mental health, um, you know, growing up, I was, like, kind of different from everyone because I grew up, like, in a predominant, like, I grew up in a white place, basically. So, and, like, the thing is, until I moved out of that, I didn't realize how much it affected me. And I didn't realize how much, like, my self-identity was, like, jeopardized because of that. Me straightening my hair, me just the way I was acting was just in order to fit in. And I didn't even notice, like, I didn't even know until I moved out. The thing about me that I've noticed over, over like, the years, like, whenever I'm dealing with something, I don't really feel anything. Like, I don't know. I don't really feel the emotions that I should feel. I remember, like, freshman year of high school, it was, like, when things started to change for me. It was, like, a pretty hard year, not gonna lie. But it was just, Something about freshman year. I I didn't... Yeah, like, I just didn't, like, know how to deal with it. I didn't know how to address my emotions I didn't know like what I was supposed to be feeling and I just thought like this is just a period of time and it's gonna pass and I was sad I'm not gonna lie I was scared because I didn't know like where my life was heading but everything worked out in the end but I think that's like throughout the years that's just how I deal with stuff like even though I'm stressed and even though I have all these stuff going on kind of like block everything out and I don't think that's exactly good yeah like um, Ty was saying, like you have to be able to like express your emotions and like know what you're feeling. So I have been trying to like go to therapy, not therapy, but like I have someone that I talk to every few mm-hmm. weeks, and I just talk to him about like what's new in my life, you know. And it is good to have someone listen to you. Being able to like when you start saying something out loud, you're really able to like hear it, you know. You Like, if you say, mm-hmm. like, oh, I've been... Like, once you try and explain your emo- emotions and give words to it, it makes it easier to identify them because they're no longer just messes in your head. You know, it now becomes something like a very clear, straight line that you can audibly hear and you can, like, audibly work on. So, like, if you have to explain, oh, I've been crying for no reason lately and I don't know why... And this thing happened to me, though, then you're able to piece together, like, um, what triggers you to feel that type of way. Like, mm-hmm. I have, um, I have this issue, or like, I had this issue, where I would just like, start crying, like, um, I would be going to like, my classes on campus. And I would just be crying throughout my entire class, like my English professor would be like, uh, <laughs> why are you crying? Mm-hmm. And, um, So, like, a place that was really good for me that really helped me, like, start to mature into the person I am now and start to just, like, really understand emotion and how to deal with it and how to, like, not let your emotions necessarily, like, cripple you and paralyze you, but to deal with them in a healthy way was my work. It was was my job, you guys. Um, I had, like, this super... It wasn't cool, but the people I worked with were really cool, and they were, like, the adult versions of me. Like, my manager was me, but 
20 years, but 10 years into the future. And so (laughs) a lot of the things that I was dealing with and a lot of the things that I had a hard time accepting about myself, they already went through. And so when I would go to work and like tell them about like the things I was going to going through, like at school or like with my mom, they would be able to like, I'm crying. Oh my God. So yeah, like going to work, like I had this super crazy work experience. So like I dropped out of therapy like twice. I was like, this isn't working. My therapist had like a tendency to get caught up. Okay. I feel really bad for high status people because like celebrities, really smart people, just people that are seen to be on a like a a pedestal or a higher platform than you their emotions always get overlooked. It's always like, how can you, people always feel like you're a winner, you're winning. So how can you feel a type of way? You know, like um, my issues with therapy were like, my therapist would be so caught up in the fact that like, I go to this really prestigious school and I'm this really smart girl. And like, I have a lot of things that are really put together. And like, my stories are so interesting. So like, I would like, get my therapist to like believe that like I'm super interesting and they would just stop focusing on the issue at hand and they would just like kind of look at me like entertainment why am I talking about this let me get back to the point um (laughs) so basically like I found solace in like my coworkers and talking to them so you really don't know where you're going to find like the solutions to your problems okay guys so I'm going to talk about my mental health, like, journey throughout the years, or recently. Not even it's a changed. mental health journey, just, So, like, I've noticed... Um, how you've matured emotionally. Like, how I changed, like, yeah. So, honestly, like, the, the last, like, two years have been, like, completely different. It's been, like, a marking point, and before that, the way I saw myself was completely different. Okay, so I think what, like, led this change, who I surrounded myself with... And what I started, like, doing for myself, it changed. Like, I don't know exactly how it happened, but I started becoming more confident. And I started liking myself more. Like, before that, I just, I didn't really know. Like, I was kind of like, okay, like, this is what I got. This is what I look like. This is just who I am. Like, I can't do anything about it. And I was like, okay, it is what it is. But in the past, like, few years... Like, I actually started liking myself, you know, and I think that's really important. That's, like, a big step towards, like, who I became today. And other than that, you know, like, like I said, like, in the past, I haven't been good at expressing, like, my emotions and, like, like explaining what I'm dealing with. Like, I've had some pretty, like, bad times, like, at home and stuff, and, like, having to balance that with, like, school and everything, it was pretty hard, and, like, I didn't really know where I was going in my life but the way I dealt with that was probably not the best way either but I was just like okay like it is what it is like I said like that's just kind of how I dealt with it but I don't think that's the right way because now that I look back it wasn't a good time like I was pretty sad and scared and my parents started arguing a lot like my dad every once in a while will decide that he wants to change his mind about everything like every decision he's made and he started blaming us for like a bunch of things and it was really hard like he's like he like he became a totally different person I do think my dad has like some kind of mental problems that are not 
diagnosed. Like, I don't know what's wrong, but, like, every few years, he'll, like, have this, like, period of time. So he was just tripping. Like, I don't know. And it, that was, like, the, the first problem. Like, my family structure was being threatened. So that was the first problem. Like, my family structure, that's, like, what I relied on. You know, that's, like, your foundation when you're a child. That's what you rely on, your family. And, like, when I saw that crumbling, like, I didn't know how to deal with that. Because, like, even though my dad had done this before, I didn't realize it because I was younger. But now that I was, like, in high school and I actually could see what was going on, like, it kind of broke my heart. And I saw how, like, it was affecting my mom and my sister. So that was the first problem. The next problem is I had just moved, like, completely different. I, I moved countries. So, you know, when I first got to the States, it was, like, that was the first shock. And I also had to live with, like, family, you know, like, I'm not talking about, like, my parents, I had to move in with, like, my uncle, and that just sucked, like, it was just horrible, and, like, it was just, everything was just trash, but I don't know how I dealt with it, to be honest, I was just like, it is what it is, and I just kept going with my everyday life. You ignored it. Yeah, I just kind of ignored it, and then when things got really bad, like, we eventually had to leave, my uncle's house and we didn't know like where mm-hmm. we were gonna go that that was like really bad and I remember like the last day of school before that I was just like I was crying and people were like uh, you good shawty like I was like um no but like I don't know <laughs> I was like no I don't know what's gonna happen when I go home because it was like the last day before mm-hmm. um winter break so but you know God like he looked out for us so everything was fine in the end but I say all that just to say that now I know that, like, I have to deal with what I'm going through. Like, everything that I'm dealing with, you're always going to go through something. So what I'm dealing with right now, like, corona and everything, quarantine, you have to talk to someone about it. Like, I have someone that I talk to every few weeks. He he works for my school. But it's nice to just have someone to talk to and tell, like, what's going on, like, what you're stressed about. Like, how's your life at home? How's your work? It's good to just talk there's to lots of things that. that we just don't talk about in like our everyday discussion, even like with our friends, you know, because I don't know, it just seems like yeah. a lot of things have been written off and like written as taboo, like in our society and culture. So it's really hard to open up about mm-hmm. these things. And these are the things that we should be talking about, you know, so <laughs> so I kind of had like a similar experience to Nova. <laughs> So, like, um, my life was, my life kind of fell apart when I um, became a teenager. Like, high school, eighth grade, things started to change for me. Uh, My parents got divorced. Things started to change for us financially. And at first, Mm -hmm. I just, I was able to ignore these things just because my, like, overall, I kind of had a traumatic childhood. And um, I've always just, like, avoided it. It's just something that I learned to not address. So I was already like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to say disassociating, but I just ignore things that aren't directly in front of my face. So I was moving. um, I chose to live with my dad while they were getting divorced and some stuff happened there and just some things were a lot harder. I was like missing school a lot. And instead of um, kind of building like a network or building a... um, like some sort of support group for myself, I kind of just 
kept running. Mm-hmm. So the high school I ended up at was because I didn't want to go to a traditional high school anymore. I mean, like, I didn't want to have a traditional experience. I went to public school for middle school. It wasn't good for me. A lot of horrible things happened there. And I think I was exposed to a lot of stuff that I wasn't ready to be exposed to. I don't want to give too much away, but like the school district that we live in is really popular for a very horrible thing happening. So I went to school with those kids and it was just, it was a very dark experience. So basically when I started high Uh school, I was already carrying all of this baggage and I had a lot of stuff going on that I didn't address. And then I put myself in this very like intense environment I put myself into this like super competitive school. Mm -hmm. We would have assemblies at this school. And like, I remember they would be like, if you're sleeping, you're not doing the school right. Like if you're sleeping at night, when you go home, you're not taking your classes seriously. You're not putting enough work in. And this whole school was like a mess this first year. Like you had to like break yourself. Basically the goal of the first year is for you to like break Mm -hmm. yourself and push yourself to new heights. Everyone at the school, like everyone in my grade, we were having a hard time because all of the people we were friends with before and all of the things that we had going on in our life before and stuff, we were no longer allowed to do them. So I entered this really rigorous academic environment that kind of like promoted my Mm -hmm. avoidant behavior. So I still was able to avoid all of the things I had going on at home because now I'm in this really intense school and I have schoolwork all the time. So like at the time, um, something bad really happened and like my entire living situation changed. And, um, And so at the time, something bad really happened and my living situation changed and I had to, um, I had to move in with my mom and like a lot of stuff changed for me and it was a really hard time. It was something that was like unavoidable and that like shouldn't be avoided, but I continued mm-hmm. to avoid it and like kind of pour myself into my schoolwork and my grades started to fall and it was like mm-hmm. a big issue. So like I continued those avoidant behaviors even though things had gotten worse and they got to a point where I couldn't avoid them because it was just unavoidable. Like everything I was used to dealing with, like every, like where I was living changed, what I was doing changed and just my daily routine changed. And that's another important thing to look out for. So like anytime your routine changes, you're going to have, um, you're going to feel a type of way about it. Like if you move away to college, you're going to feel a little bit homesick because you're in a completely new space new space if you're like going from middle school to high school you might have some feelings about that because you're like growing up and things are changing anytime there's a change in um, routine that's something to look out for if you start feeling a type of way then that's probably the cause and you can revisit that or you can work on adjusting to it so I had a change of routine and I Mm -hmm. had to and I eventually got kicked out of my school you guys I got kicked out of school Um, And I got kicked out because I was like, I was not behaving or functioning at a level that was livable or like, productive enough to be at that school. So Mm. that brings us to how did I deal with it? So like how... So Ty, tell us, you went through all of this really horrible stuff. So how did you come out of it? Because you sound really fun and fine now. Okay. So after I got kicked out of school, um, it was like halfway through the school year. So I went to a new school. That's where I met Nova. Yes. But I started therapy. 
but yeah I did therapy before it didn't work out my therapist like honestly she made me be her therapist like she was like okay if you're not gonna open up about my problems here's what's going on with me and my boyfriend um (laughs) yeah (laughs) what (laughs) and um so I started to go to therapy and I like went once a week she wanted me to start coming twice a week but I didn't like my therapist um I feel like I have a lot of issues when it comes to like affection and um just like opening up to people and like my therapist liked to give hugs and stuff and it was just like not working out and she wanted me to deal with and she Mm -hmm. kept bringing up the fact that like um what happened the year before how that affected me and she kept bringing that up like I would be like I had a really bad day in school and she'd be like that's because this like you're not dealing with this really big thing that happened and of course naturally when you have like a more avoidant way of dealing with your emotions you're going to deny and you're going to be like no that's not it and you're going to deflect and you're going to start like um I don't want to say acting out but you're going to start doing things that feed the lack of whatever you're missing So around this time, around the time I was in therapy, I started, this is like the beginning of the tie you guys know, like toxic tie. Um, I started talking to boys a lot. I, this is like when I became a hot girl, like I hit my glow up. I was cute. I was at a new school. And so to deflect and to distract myself from the issues I had, I was just talking to hella boys. I just had a new boy every week. I had boys like asking me on dates. I had boys like buying me snacks. Like it was just horrible. If you see, if you have a friend, right, who is just overcompensating, they're just being over social, they're, they're always in something and they're just always doing a lot, you should probably check in on them. They're probably uh, ignoring something really serious going on. And if you're really their friend and if you guys are really close, you should ask them how they're doing. And maybe not head on, but, like, it's something that you should definitely keep bringing up until you wear them down. Okay, so this went on for, like, Mm -hmm. two years. Um, I stopped going to therapy um, because she kind of got concerned and I almost got locked up, you guys. Uh, Almost had to go to the psych ward. So, you know, you know. (laughs) I feel like no one ever talks about that. Like, no one's ever, like, before TikTok, no one was ever, like, oh, if you're in therapy, you should probably not say this. So, okay, Mm -hmm. so the stuff like this went on for two years. And at first, it was just, like, okay, you know, it's Ty. She's a fun girl. Like, she just talks to a lot of people. She's mad social. But then a year later, I started having these, like, episodes. I was having, like, self-sabotaging behaviors. Like, um, I got into a fight with my cousin, and it was, like, a big fight. We were, like, throwing stuff in a parking lot. And I was, like, whatever. It doesn't matter. I'm not affected by that. And then later that night, I, like, ended up meeting up with this guy from Tinder. And this is the first time I ever met up with a guy from Tinder, you guys. And I ended up getting sick in my throat and I was not able to eat food for four days. Um, And I also have a history of eating disorders. So that kind of threw off my balance for like the rest of the year. And um, yeah. And then I also, during the same time, I had another episode. So this is kind of like a manic episode for me. This is what I call mania. And um, I, I was at school with my friend. We were doing these petitions. Shout out to all of my college people. You already know, like, the courtyard of, the, of your school, there's always, like, mad petitioners trying to get you to sign stuff. 
And so we started talking to them and we got invited to their office and we were like, yeah, we're going to be petitioners now. And so I spent three days with her avoiding work. I didn't even call off from my job. I just ignored the fact that I had work to go to. I was getting hella calls every single day from my job. And this is also during final season. I wasn't studying for my finals at school. I was just like, yeah, I'm going to be a petitioner. We're going to go to this party. We're going to set up at our petition. And like my friend was also just feeding into my mania. And she was just driving me around and just living at my house. And she was just down, right? And this episode <laughs> ends with like around the third day, like I had to take my final. She had to take a final. I'm still just like going like I'm just hardwired. I don't think I slept for those three days at all. And um, we get into a fight. We get into an argument. I yell at her like she's like, I don't let people yell at me. So we're not friends anymore. And it was like this mad dramatic thing. And so I still didn't deal with my emotions. You guys, do you guys see how like how not dealing with your emotions just catches up to you and just it keeps messing up your Mm -hmm. life because it's not you're not dealing with the root cause of the issue so now you have this root poisoning your tree that's why i'm saying like you have to watch who you surround yourself with and you don't deal with your emotions like as they're happening you're gonna end up stranded um with two of your friends this happened to me in the middle of the night um and just not knowing how to get back home and your ride not answering yeah you're gonna get kicked out of school sick in your throat can't swallow food just like (laughs) horrible horrible like my stories are fun you guys but a Mm -hmm. lot of it is because (laughs) i just i didn't care about myself and like another thing that i want to talk about is i know that we have we might have a few male listeners i know we have more females but you know i think boys uh feelings definitely do get dismissed you know like they're people just like us and even though we might say men are creepy and weird you should take their money you know at the end of the day there are people too that have feelings too that have emotions and it's okay to cry like you know you're not weak exactly because you have emotions are heard they're important and they're valid and um I used to, like, to avoid my emotions, I always used to be like, well, there's people who have it worse than me. Like, sure, I just went through this really horrible thing. Like, I'm down to one parent. And, like, that doesn't matter. There's people who are orphans. Discounting your emotions is, like, a really smart way of avoiding them. Don't do that. Like, what you're feeling is also valid, too. And it's okay. Yeah. I began to control my thoughts. Like, I began to, like, kind of focus my thinking Instead of, like, feeding myself negativity and, like, always thinking, like, oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, like, what I experienced isn't that bad. People have gone through worse. I started thinking about all of the positive things about me and, like, the positive ways I saw myself. Like, I was really insecure. I just started thinking, like, oh, yeah, I'm, like, super confident. Like, I'm super hot and there's no reason for me to not feel hot, you know? If you're, like, I'm so ugly, be, like, no, I'm not. Um, I'm really pretty. It's it sounds stupid, you guys, yeah, like, but I'm genuinely like try it for five days and tell me you don't feel better or you don't feel like whatever you're trying to feel, you know? Like another thing that was so important was learning gratitude. Like before all of that really horrible stuff happened to me, I was just like not grateful for what I had. I had so much. I had like two parents and like a bunch of other shit. Like I had a great childhood. And because I was, I just never learned gratitude, right? 
and when I finally learned gratitude, my whole entire outlook on my mm-hmm. life changed. Like, instead of being upset at my mom for, like, how things happened, I, like, began to, like, really appreciate how things could have been worse and how I'm really lucky for, like, how things ended up for me. Like, if you get up out of bed, you brush your teeth, like... You yeah, eat, you have like, running that's, water, that's already, like, you good, have clothes you know? like, to put on, you have yeah. a bed to get out of. Like, there's so much that we're yeah. not grateful for. And, like, once you really start You're... focusing on how much, like, beauty and how many, yeah. like, great things there are in the world, you'll really be able to appreciate your own greatness and how you have so much inside of you. Like, I didn't realize how much having your own bed is, like cool and like nice until like I didn't have my own bed and I had to share my bed with my sibling yeah. you know what I mean like I didn't we didn't have our own bed and like when I finally got it I was like wow like this is so amazing I can't believe I took exactly. this before having your own house having a roof over your head like it's all into that but if you ever want to DM us or like you need someone to talk to you can totally DM us like on Instagram or on Twitter too. Our DMs are we'll open. We've you. had D- we we'll listen you, to you guys you. already DM us um, um, if you want to yeah. and you haven't or if you just feel stuck yeah. like if you're you're having like a really bad day you have no one to talk to about it we're here. We'll, we might take some time to respond, but we'll respond to you guys. We got you. Tanova. So thank you so yeah, much we, for listening for to you. another. I know it was like a hard episode to listen <laughs> to you guys. Like, we're so sad. It wasn't funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening. All social media at Have That's day, Tough guys. Pod. And we'll see you next Thursday for a new episode of That's, That's Tough, Tough with Tanova.